We're now listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Back, yo, we are looking different tonight, and let, and let me first go on record here saying. That this is the first episode <laughs> for two and a half years that we've done this show. That Big Mike is missing tonight. So, you know what that means? That means I actually get to speak this week, and people actually get to hear me speak instead of Big Mike always talking over me. But much love to Big Mike. He's taking his family to Disney. Uh, uh, so, you know, shouts to him. But we have a Two co-hosts coming in, special co-hosts. So first, introduce Brooklyn Dave, the man, the myth, the legend, All-American, Saginaw Valley State, high roller, third place, when it was actually a lot of money. And, the, the dude, I haven't, I haven't seen Jeff Fair in years, um, but Jeff Fair is... An amazing bowler, Jeff, and I wish I knew your credentials, but I know you got some some. some I roll, man. I roll. roll. Uh, and one one place higher than Brooklyn Dave in the high roller, <laughs> and twenty five thousand dollars more. <laughs> so yeah, so we got a big show lined up. Uh, we got some uh, guests coming in. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Um, but let's talk, man, Dave. Let's start with you, man. How how was the week? The weekend? What'd you do? Anything? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to replace Big Mike, but I think that uh, between me and Jeff, we probably add up to how many pounds he is. So I guess that works, right? Somebody had to uh, fill the fill the space. So. Somebody fill the space. <laughs> uh, week week was good, man. Uh, you know, just just getting ready for uh, sweep the rack, and uh, glad to you know be on the show. Thank you, Brooklyn Rob. Jeff. What's going on, man? But what have you been up to, dude? I, I you know, I, I know you've been bowling a lot. I see some some of you posting scores and uh, some of your, you know, fig jam scores. But like, what's going on, man? How have you been? What have you been bowling? Yeah, I'm just a, a local road warrior now. So there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm just traveling on the weekends when I can get away from the family. But uh, I'm just 10, 10 and eight year old. They keep me busy. And uh, my claim to fame is still being the president of the Overachievers Club. So that's what I'm doing, trying to keep the wife happy, working and working towards retirement so I can bowl against the 50 guys. Jeff, so you're an overachiever. You say it. How, how do you come, give some advice to a guy like me who's 40 and single? 
yo, how do I overachieve? How, like, how, how does that happen? Like, what, what do I need to do? Well, first of all, you're about 20 years too late. Uh, because you, you need to get you need to get them young, Rob. I mean, we we've been together forever, so that's, that's your first mistake. Uh, I, I remember a few years ago, I wasn't even there. You were staying at my house, and you were with my wife and her friend. Trivial and, pursuit. Uh, yeah, trivial pursuit, and still couldn't get anything to happen. Dude, that's funny. I remember that story, man. I didn't you get a lot of sleep. Story? Uh, I do. I, I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. Let's just put it like that. I'm being nice. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, cool. Well, look, like we got a big show. We got some people in our waiting room uh, that are waiting. Some some big names uh, that come and want to talk to us. Um, and uh, so to go on to the the, the first kind of order of business, uh, the USBC Open Championships uh, finalized. And uh, we had some Eagle winners. And uh, in my opinion, and we'll talk a little bit here, to me, the Eagle is probably the hardest tournament to win in the sport of bowling. Um, just because of how quick the format is and really how many entries come into that tournament a year. Um, and it, the, the, the patterns have been really, really hard the last, you know, probably what, like five, 10 years. And to me, it's it's hard. Um, so, your thoughts on the USBC Open Championship, uh, the the patterns, and if if I'm really correct in saying that, it's one of the hardest tournaments to win, or am I off on that? Uh, so, Dave, what do you think? I think the team tournament is probably the hardest tournament to win because uh, you have a lot of factors, you know, and uh, you have people that are bowling good, people bowling bad. You got to mesh as a team, and we all ball college, so. You know, we when I was a freshman in college, I uh, rolled a couple of years and I was finally a senior. And then there was a freshman coming in my team named Bill O'Neill. And uh, I told my coach that I could anchor. Don't worry about him. And uh, how did that work out, guys? <laughs> no, yeah, I, think story. Were, I think you were in the yeah. two hole pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah I, no. Rob, I went down to the four. Rob was in the two. But <laughs> I told my coach, no joke, Dan Doran, rest in peace. This guy, Bill, came in, and he was trying out. And I was like, Dan, I'm going to be the anchor this year. Don't worry about this guy. And then, uh, yeah, that worked out great for my part. Right? Yeah, for, Yo, for so the, the funny thing about that story is when Bill was bowling tryouts, I was telling my brother how good Bill was in, in junior bowling. And Bill and Dave would be like, oh, that's just junior bowling. This is real bowling. This is college. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to anchor. I'm going to be the man here. Because he was already like a year or two in, on the team. So – yeah. You know, and then um, so after tryouts, obviously Bill bowled really well in tryouts, and then Bill won the individual tournament on his first tournament as a freshman. And then my brother comes over to me after the first tournament, and he's like, "Yeah, you're right, Bill's Bill's a player." I'm like, "Dude, he's amazing!" Like, and then he went on to probably, uh, arguably, the best college bowling career uh, of all time. Um, he won Player of the Year the first year as freshman. Three-year player of the year out of the four years, and the only reason why he didn't win the fourth, the, the third year, is because he tore his biceps uh, halfway into the season and still almost won bowl of the year with a so, tore bicep. He, he must have um, he, he, he must have had too many uh, natty light curls playing hockey. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff, you're Jeff. You 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 are you're definitely competitive in the USBC Open tournament every year. You guys put a good team together. Bill actually bowled with you this year. Uh, on your team now is it hard is it arguably the in your opinion the toughest tournament to win 
I think it's the toughest team tournament to win. When you're talking single tournaments, singles tournaments, I don't I don't know if you can compare it quite like a, a major on the, the PBA winning a US Open. But as far as team tournaments go, yeah, it's I, I think it's the most difficult with the amount of entries and all the factors happening. Um, you get one shot a year. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a team tournament that's harder to win. Yeah, man. No, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, we at Sweep the Rack here uh, pulled some some strings and were able to bring on uh, a couple of the participants of the USBC Eagle team tournament. Uh, and uh, I'm going to bring on two because I'm, I'm looking at our waiting room right now and uh, our third guy, Dylan, doesn't look like he's at his computer, so I'm not going to bring him on. <laughs> but I uh, want to introduce Chris Hans. And uh, this guy looks familiar. Uh, if anybody doesn't know out there, that's Kyle Troop. Uh, the, that's Sorry, the, the hair's down a little bit today. That's the <laughs> non-fro Kyle Troop. So um, is there is that a different personality, Kyle, when you have the fro compared to when you don't have the fro? Uh, you know, it could be an alter ego. Uh, you know, this is this is golf hair. You know, we played some golf today, practiced yesterday. Uh, so this is uh, this is kind of the look back home most of the time. But, uh, you know, on the lanes, it's got to be the fro. It's got to be the fro. It has to be. Um, oh. like my three-year-old's fuzzy teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. So let's start with uh, Chris. Um, so, Chris, uh, besides beating me at the tat, which you, you did this year, which I really thank you for, because if you didn't beat me, I probably would have won the tournament. I'm just saying. Um <laughs> How did uh, you guys get your team together? Like, how did that, like, start? Um, because, oh, wait, let me, I see Dylan now. I'm bringing him on. Oh, the mall. There Dylan, are you there? there? There he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the are you, are you on the toilet, Dylan? <laughs> no, I'm at work. I'm working. He's working, yeah, he's dude. Working. I love it. Yeah. Hey, I just want to eagle, man. Get, get a break. Dylan, yeah, put us on the PA. I don't get yeah, breaks. Put, Put us on the PA system of the bowling center, man, so everyone can hear us. I don't think I we want do that. that. <laughs> no, I swear I'll be PC. At, I won't curse. What bowling? I want to call up and say, is pizzeria there? <laughs> so, Chris, so tell me, how, how does this team get started? Like, how, where did this start from? So, we, we started this group back in 2011. Um, 2012 was a, a big year for us as well. Um, in Baton Rouge that year, Ryan Whitney and I uh, took over the doubles lead. Um, I think we led for six or seven weeks, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Ryan led he, – he left with the doubles, the singles, and the all-events lead uh, that year in 2012. And when we left, I certainly thought he was in line for at least one and, and maybe even multiple eagles. Um, and – unfortunately for Ryan and, and Matt McNeil was kind of doing his thing right about that time. And, and Matt, you know, put together another just incredible year in Baton Rouge and, and uh, was able to, uh, to pass Ryan in a couple of those events. And Ryan had uh, three top 10 finishes that year, I think. But so the, the kind of evolution of the group was really back at that point. Um, Kyle and I started bowling some team tournaments together. We had a couple team challenges when I was managing the bowl center in Rocky Mountain and, uh, we hopped on a team. Gosh, it wasn't long after that, was it, Kyle? Was it like maybe 2014, 15? So 
13 yeah, maybe? Um, it was probably two years. No, whatever year after y'all took the doubles league, because that's when we got really drunk on the live stream. And when it took yeah. 3,700 to win the team event. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have 3,700 either. Um, no, we didn't. Hey, we felt like bosses the, with 3,400 for our 200th place finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember were, that. We bought 3,500 and finished 10th, I think. Yeah, they were. So Kyle joined us, you know, shortly after that and, you know, really bought into what we were trying to do. And, man, we we got a taste of that leaderboard in, in Baton Rouge in 2012. and. Um, for those of you who are, who are watching and, and if you've never had your name at the top of that leaderboard, um, I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> it, uh, it's an amazing feeling. There, you know, we talked about this a little bit, you know, prior to going live that there's just so many people, um, just from a sheer number standpoint that bowl the event, there's so many good bowlers, so many good teams. And, and anytime that you're able to get to the top of that leaderboard is just, um, uh, makes it, makes it a special year. But, um, so we had Kyle and myself and Ryan Whitney, um, who who kind of were the, the main core of that group um, on that team. And we've had to interchange some pieces uh, over the past couple of years due to um, some individuals joining. Uh, Dylan uh, at one time was in line to jump on with us, but he ended up joining the PBA. Um, Jeff Beasley bowled with us last year, uh, well, two, two years ago, 2019. Um, you guys probably know that name. Jeff was a very good collegiate player back in Nebraska and, um, you know, won a couple team challenges. And then Jeff rejoined the PBA. Um, so we picked Dylan up uh, in Jeff's place this year. And then uh, Ryan Whitney had a back issue. He wasn't able to make it. So we were able to grab Dennis Killo, who was going to be a part of the group regardless. We just kind of moved him up into this team. And, um, Brian Locke is a young man that I am very, very high on. And I'll tell you guys kind of a funny story. Um, I met Brian bowling a UBA event uh, here locally and knew he was on our UBA team. Um, hadn't met him yet. Heard he was a you know a pretty good young player. And uh, he wasn't actually in the lineup for that that event that we were bowling that day. He he got put in in the second game as a sub. He's like Ron and, College, right? <laughs> like Robin yeah. Uh, and Please. so he was a couple. He was a couple of pairs away from me, and I watched this kid throw the ball. His two-handed kid, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh my god. So I threw my next shot and probably got seven-two or something like that. And anyway, so I go running down to this kid and I said, "You know, hey, we haven't met yet." I said, "But my name is Chris Chris Hans, and um, you and I are going to make a lot of money bowling together if you're interested." <laughs> And that, that is a true story. And, you know, sure as the devil, man, he, he's just a really talented kid. And, you know, I really, really wanted to get him involved and, and have the chance to bowl alongside Kyle for, um, for a few years and, and, you know, in the open championships and, and really kind of feed and learn off of Kyle um, and really just our group as a whole. So that's kind of how we were, were able to put this group of five together. Nice. That's a great, that's a great story. Um, you guys have been, doing this for a while. So that's, that's an advantage and game planning, right? Which is another advantage. And I'm going to, I'm going to pass this to Kyle because uh, I know there's a lot of game planning that goes into, you know, bowling on the, the, the PBA, um, but strategy wise, right. And I know there's a lot of people that are watching right now that uh, bowl on team events, you know, they do it once a year and there isn't really a whole lot of game planning and strategy that goes 
when the, into it when they bowl, right? So how much did you guys game plan? Uh, how much did you guys know about where you're going to play? Uh, was there any, like, really tough to, like, you know, bowl in that pattern, obviously, because they don't release it, and, you know, tough to, like, kind of follow the live streams because I don't think they even really have the live, the live streams these days. So how did you guys game plan, and did that actually come into fruition, or did you guys kind of change it as you were bowling? Um, you know, I would say we've kind of been figuring out our game plan the last several years. Uh, you know, in the past, we tried to, you know, everybody play the gutter, you know, bring the two-inch pinballs, you know, kind of all play one specific part of the lane. And that just never really seemed to work out. And I think something that, you know, I kind of brought to the table and we kind of bought into a couple of years ago was let's just go bowl on the pattern, you know. It's going to be around 39 to 40 feet. They're going to hook. The gutter is going to be kind of tight. So, you know, I think that was one thing is just going in with an open mindset. If some of us throw urethane, that's okay. You know, you got to have an open mindset to it. If it's thrown in the right part of the lane, it can kind of help it. So, you know, we had a, we had a little bit of a game plan. We're not afraid to hook it. I think that's somewhere else that we kind of, you know, made some mistakes in the past was trying to play too far right and, you know, me being on tour and kind of learning how to do that the last couple of years, you know, I'm the first to, uh, yeah, let's go left. So, you know, there was, there was a little bit of game planning, but I think just the, the mindset of being open-minded and really focusing on communication, you know, um, you got to thank, I got to shout out Hans. I remember it was probably like the eighth frame of the first game. You know, he just made like an angle call, like, Hey, I think we're throwing it too far to the right, you know, let's shut our angles down a little bit. And that ended up being, you know, a great call. So I think just relying on communication, you know, we've kind of bowled with each other. We've learned each other's tendencies a little bit. Uh, you know, we've gotten smarter with equipment choices and, and stuff like that. So I think that was more of the key for us this year was, you know, trusting our process and then, you know, down the stretch game three, uh, you know, talking to everybody, telling them like, Hey, you know, this is the moment we can win the Eagle, but let's just think about it one frame at a time. And that was something you know I did every frame coming off the approach after each frame, you know, all right, high five, like, all right, second frame, third frame, all the way down the line, you know, throughout the whole game to try and keep everybody present and in that moment. Cause like you guys said earlier, the team event is such a hard tournament to win. And I think part of it is just because the moment is so big, you only get one shot. There's thousands of entries. So the pressure of that alone is hard to handle. And I think that's where our team came together and we stayed in our process, you know, stayed in the moment and uh, didn't let the moment get too big. Nice. As I was, as I was watching, uh, I watched your uh, 10 frame like three times today to uh, prepare. And uh, I feel like the biggest shot to me was uh, Hans starting off the 10 frame when he struck because it kept the momentum going. Uh, I usually, when I ball with my brothers or my team, uh, there's usually a blow up at some point and we're, it's like Royal Rumble on the lane and uh, people pay admission to see that. Uh, I'm sure that Hans is like the pop of the group. You know, he's like, all right, guys, settle down. Because I saw him like hugging people like he was the guy that was like, all right, settle down. Um, I was the guy that's so, usually punching people, Kyle. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. Hans was a little excited. Hans was getting very I was, pumped I was up pretty, in like the third or fourth frame. Of the third I was pretty game. jacked up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, hey, bud, come on now. There, <laughs> Let's go to work. Is there a time that you guys like uh, felt like you had to get, regroup or it was just you kept the momentum going and it was just, you know, free sailing? 
Well, one of the things that, and I want to make sure that, that this gets mentioned because I think it was huge in, in what we were able to do was, you know, we always do our little group huddle before we start and, and everybody, you know, if anybody has anything to say, they're certainly welcome to say it at that point. But, you know, I do remember specifically telling the guys before we started that um, we had to be really careful this year because there was only five on a pair. I thought it would be really easy to fall into the trap of bowling too quickly. Um, you know, certainly people talk about when teams make a run, you see the comments about, oh gosh, they're bowling by themselves. How long are they taking? We were well within the time frame, um, but we made it a point at, at the start of the event to to make sure that we were gonna focus and and, and really put you know a, a large amount of uh, effort into communicating and Kyle mentioned the, you know, the call that I, I don't know if I made it, you know, specifically, but we definitely talked about it. It was a group decision. And um, I just think that that was super important. I think it was harder to do this year because there was only five people on a pair instead of 10 as well. Mm. I was, I was going to ask you guys about, uh, sorry, Rob, I was going to ask you guys about the strategy with only having five on a pair uh, and not being if being afraid to move left do you was that a little bit more in the strategy this year because you didn't have 10 people and there wasn't that it wasn't as big of a deal to not wreck the lane with only five on there instead of 10 i i don't know if that really played into it as much as it it really goes back to the point that kyle made that um you know we've had some game plans in the past that we probably stuck to too long i think you have to have an open mind when you're bowling this tournament um, you, you have to make quick decisions. You have to communicate. Um, really everybody was just kind of in charge of watching their ball. I mean, let the ball tell you what, where you needed to get with your feet and your eyes. And, um, I actually stayed to the right. Uh, I say the right, but you know, 10, 11, 12. Oh, that's a shocker. That's yeah, a shocker. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I stayed there longer than, than the rest of the group and, oh, and surprise. You know, had to make, had to make a, a really big, gosh, I must have moved, I don't know, 15 or 16 in the fourth or fifth frame of that last game and made a ball change. And certainly without the communication from the guys that it would have been really hard to miss that move. And and not only that, but get my feet and my eyes in the wrong spot too. And then um, the, you know, Je Jeff, or excuse me, um, you know, Dave mentioned the first hit in the 10th and he thought that was a big one. Um, I really thought the big one where I've kind of felt the confidence of the group and, and where I really thought we were going to be able to get it done was um, I made that move in the fifth frame and I struck, and then I just made an absolutely terrible shot in the sixth frame and split. That was our only open the last game. Um, but then I threw a four bagger after that. And I think the second hit that I got um, on the lane that I just previously missed um, was a big one. I think it let the guys know that I, I had, had got that ball change dialed in and, and, you know, I've watched that 10th frame and, and now all three of our games since they send us our video link and stuff, but I, I'm just super impressed and, and proud of the guys for the quality shot making that, that, that really happened down at the end. There were a lot of really, really got good shots that went down the lane there at the end and it was fun mm -hmm. to get it done. Let's get, let's get Brian. Yeah, we had, well, we had a, we, we welcome on Brian, Brian, we yeah. appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, no problem. Be, before we get to you, because I got to talk about the mustache. Before we get on, before we get to you, um, I got to. I have to bring in Dylan here because Dylan's been waiting. Uh, and I, no I, I got to ask Dylan. 
Yeah, I got to ask Dylan. Um, I got to unmute him because he's got a lot of background noise there. No worries. Um, I, I don't know how long I'll be able to stay on, though. That's only because Okay. You know, Are you working, right. too? I am working, right. yes. Dude, okay, Dylan. So hang out for a bit. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Ryan right now since he's working. Um, he's, I think Dylan's Dylan working hang out. Too. He is working. So yeah, but Brian, he's always working. Brian, um, let me ask. First off, I love your game. I watched you bowl at the tat. Uh, oh, throw a phenomenal it. ball. Okay, first off, just want to so say much. that if anybody hasn't seen Brian throw, he's Probably the best two-hander on the show right now on Super Rock. So oh, we'll go oh, out and, we'll go, we'll some, go out and say I that. I got some time. I got some time before I can say that. Um, you have somebody telling you to get back to work. I'm assuming that's your brother. Hopefully, it's not your boss. Um, oh no, that's my brother. That's his twin brother. His oh, twin you got brother. a twin brother. My twin brother, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess Kyle my first. About that. Uh, so the first question is. Um, if Kyle has the best hair on the team, do you have the does does he have the best hair on the team? I don't know. I don't know, man. Look at that, dude. I don't know. We got a fro and a mullet. It's like I don't know. Like <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, they they have the best haircuts. Uh, Hans has a nice fade. Kyle has the the fro. Brian has the the, the mullet. Dylan has the comb over. And uh, Kilo is bald. So, I mean, they hit it on the head. I mean, team Perfect. They got everything. Yep. We got Bob Ross and Joe Dirt winning the team <laughs> equals this year. The, the, whole, the whole reason behind the mullet was just to, just to have fun with it and have you like a team hair type thing. That was the whole reason behind it. Dude, but he's there. got the mullet and he's got the stash on top of it. Dude, I love the look, man. Maybe Jeff. Chef, maybe if I grew the mullet and got the stash, I might actually find a girl. I mean, the I'm ladies, serious. They like, would not know what to do, buddy. They, they wouldn't yeah, know what to do. It hasn't helped me yet, so. Yeah, well, you're so, still you're still young, Brian. Rob's old. So you've, yeah, <laughs> you've got time. It's true. So, Brian, real quick, on bowling. Uh, so, what was it like bowling with these guys and winning an eagle? Um, and, like, especially – was it an advantage uh, bowling with Kyle um, because of being two-handed, or did that actually were you uh, afraid? Because usually when I'm on a pair with a two-hander, it kind of I don't know, it kind of fucks me up a little bit. Ah, oh, he's his boss came See on, ya. dude. He left. <laughs> oh, I think Kyle's That's hilarious. Yeah. I'll, I'll answer it for him. Okay. Um. Yeah, it fucked me up bowling with Kyle. Uh, he <laughs> he played an arrow left of me with surface, and I, you know, was lucky to 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 win an eagle. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding, Brian. Oh wait, he's back. There he goes. Yeah, Brian. I thought your boss walked in on you, bro. Um, was that, was that your first tournament? Your first USBC. All right, all right. So I just, I just cut out. I'm back now. I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. back. Okay. So what yeah, was yeah, it like yeah. bowling with these guys? Yeah, and being. Um, it was, it was, it was fun. I've, I've learned a lot. So I, I bowled with, with Hans and Kyle on the same team back in 2019, and I mean, I learned a ton then, and then I've, I've obviously learned a ton this year as well. And I just, just gonna try to continue getting better and better every year. So his ball roll improved a lot from 2019 to 2021. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. He's got quite the he's uh, learning. He's, quite he's the learning. Open I'm learning a little bit at a time. So quite so, the open uh, championships resume for him. He's bowled two years now and he's got a sixth and a win in team event. And um, that's, that's pretty, pretty good start for him. I believe. 
That's a good start. I, I think I had a, a 178 average my first two years. So. <laughs> Ironically, Jeff, that's what I averaged uh, the second day this year was probably about 178. So Might have been too many of them plastic cups the night before. Could be. Well, we, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's what it was. I wish I could blame it all. You're playing beer pong with O'Shea's after, huh? <laughs> we I've done we it. tried. We tried. So that yeah. So let's talk about celebration, okay? Because it's it's hard celebrating, right? Um, because you guys don't essentially know that you won the eagle that night. Um, but let's oh, talk to Brian. And, yeah. Oh, that's my next question, Brian specifically, right? Like, what was the celebration like that night? I heard a rumor about some shots. I mean, is that fair to say? Or? Well, well, someone Sponsored bought the whole the whole someone bought the whole group. Uh, we we uh, took over the lead. We had there was like what fifty of us that probably took a shot. I think it was fire. Thirty shots and then, uh, from Butters. Oh, thanks, Jacob. Oh, Dude, the bandwagon. There was fifty of us all celebrating. The bandwagon was out. Later later that night, Hans and I and a bunch of other people went out. I don't know someplace on on the strip, and we were drinking and having shots. Hans got a little uh, a little drunk that night. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Dylan, let's bring in Dylan here because we haven't heard from Dylan. Yeah, this poor guy. Dylan, I know you're working, so we appreciate the time. What was the Don't celebration for like? A second. I got a call strike by ticket. Oh, I was asleep by 1030 the night we won the Eagle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was every time. Yo, let me say something. Every time I have Kyle on the show, I'm trying to get some kind of celebration story out of him. And every time he's just like, nah, man, I, I'm, I was in bed by that night, whatever. So, yo, well, next time I see he, you. He probably goes hard quick. I mean, you got to yeah. you, you get over the edge and then you, you go to bed. 1030. Well, that's right, where I was at. Let's I was bring like, in Dylan. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Dylan. 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 Celebration. Old, what was that like that Dylan? night? How old is Dylan? Man? He uh, look like he's. He has no hair in his face at all. He looks like a little baby. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I'm almost there. He's got I'm one more eagle in you. <laughs> Dylan's married with uh, a kid, too, so he probably didn't party too much. Nope. I had one drink, and I went together. <laughs> uh, I didn't think yeah, I Exciting winners. <laughs> Dude, I love the fact that Dylan's working. I just can't get over it. That's the best. Um, So... Next question, and I, I want to get you guys out of here because we appreciate you know the time, but we don't. I know Kyle's got some some probably important things he needs to do. I got a um, Zoom call here in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zoom, he's yeah. one to the he's, next. Yeah, no, he's no got some taken, Rob. No, bump, he's got a Bumble date. He's he's probably zooming with. So you know, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, so let's talk next year. Uh, if you guys are allowed to bowl next year, saying the USBC doesn't come up with some rule to shut you guys out are you guys all plan on bowling together next year and, and keeping the same five and could we talk maybe possible repeat yeah I think let's talk yeah. with dylan first let's start with dylan first because dylan hasn't had a lot of air time and he keeps getting phone calls from the front desk apparently i'm important here I, i'm looking forward to bowling again with them next year unless usbc says uh kyle can't bowl anymore because he's too good <laughs> you made it too happened. much money on the PBA tour. You can't bowl with us anymore. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. I need, I need to take this. I need to take this nationals earnings and combine it with my PBA. 
help them out for the half a million. <laughs> yeah, you can, gotta uh, get that. Because yeah. I damn sure ain't making no money at the U.S. Open from USBC. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's uh, Hans. What do you guys think? You guys are gonna bowl together, or am I putting you guys all on the spot? You guys maybe plan to bowl somebody else, and you're like, oh shit. Oh no, no, we're we're gonna give this team a run again. I, you know, we we've, we've talked about it some within our group, and and you know, certainly we're hoping. Uh, Ryan Whitney can come back next year and join us. And, um, you know, Ryan is, to my knowledge, is already kind of uh, taking the high road and, and is going to you know jump on one of our other companion teams and, and uh, let us keep this group together. I certainly um, – I, I will say that's one thing about our group is we do have some interchangeable pieces there, um, and we've had to be flexible with that because some people joining the PBA and doing those things and – um, but we're, we're definitely going to give it a run again with this group and, and, uh, see what we can make happen in 2022. Mm. Run hey, it hey, back. Kyle, yeah. Well, Kyle, like if something happens and you need a doubles partner next year, man, I've been practicing. So just throwing that out. I'm glad, um, right. I'm glad well, you said that. Me and Hans, both, Rob. me and Hans both need a doubles partner. Cause we, we laid a big fat dinosaur. Dude, I'll bowl with both of you guys, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm actually glad this came up. So. We have typically, in, in most of our years, have had four to six teams. We only had three this year. Some people chose not to come because of COVID. And um, I believe one of our hosts, maybe even both of our hosts, were actually oh, no. invited to, to bowl with us this year. I, um, I, I don't want to – listen, that's and why the, and, you guys won. And <laughs> – and the younger of the two thought, since it was the week of the tad, it might be too much bowling. But uh, uh, it's the one middle. in the this middle of the right screen. That's weak. The top yeah. middle. <laughs> uh, listen, but so I put on my defense, all right. I put a post on Facebook. Hans hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna be out there. Are you interested in bowling?" And I was like, "Let me hit my brother up." And uh, I was like, "Nah, I can't do it. You know, my my arm and." Uh, they go well, he DNF this year, so you're lucky he didn't bowl. I, I so shot, I, shot, I had a, I shot two. Uh, listen, man, I bought two thirty, two thirty strikes, DNF triple, and I ripped my arm apart. I still can't even you bowl. Did. Whatever, man, you my did. life's over. Uh, like, I just lift weights. So uh, we're gonna so we're gonna get you guys out of here. Um, I well, guess Brian, go, I'm gonna throw the last question to you uh, well, about next before year. Before we go, oh, sorry. Before we go. Um, because we are going to go back to probably six teams next year, I am personally extending an invitation. I know Jeff's got his group. Jeff's already taken, but Dave, Rob, I can get you a purple jersey for next year uh -oh. if you guys want to join the group. Dude, uh -oh. large. It's got to be large and tight on the arms. We can make it. We can make it fit. You just. You, you, I, I, I should make you commit on the air, but I'm not going to do it. You guys think about it, you talk about it, but we got room for you too. We'd love to have you guys, man. And we, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate that. Um, I'll have to start practicing now because uh, listen, I'm not throwing it. score again. might not go up, but a drinking score will definitely go up if I'm there. Yo, there the fun factor. <laughs> yeah. Thanks um, for joining us, guys. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys. We could talk probably for hours about stories. Um, and let me uh, bring on Dylan here. Dylan, man, we appreciate your time. I know you're working. I love the fact that we're staring at the ceiling. I think we're stealing, staring at the ceiling. But um, well, have fun at work, Dylan, man. We appreciate it. There you go. There you go. 
Appreciate uh, so it, Brian, guys. Thanks for having me on. Brian, the best stash on a bowler that I've ever met, man. You know, second best hair do you have. Sorry, Brian, but Kyle, Kyle wins that. Um, no, that's, that's and, uh, <laughs> Hans, man, always a pleasure, guys. We appreciate every, we appreciate you spending the time with us tonight. Um, and yeah, man, good luck to you guys next year. And you, 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 your what is it? Adventure to win a second eagle back to back. I don't think it's ever been done, right? I don't so know. I, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, so that would be amazing. So we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Thanks Thank so much, you, guys. Yeah, so much. Jeff, good to see you again, buddy. Hope the family's doing well. Thanks, yep. guys. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. But man, that's a full. We had a full field right there, dude. So your thoughts, man, on, on these guys winning an eagle and and just kind of what they had to talk about with their strategy and their game plan. Uh, Dave, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, they're a good bunch of bowlers and they're not all the same type. I mean, they're different players. Uh, you can't go out there, you know, with high rev rates it's in your ripped Elena. But uh, I mean, they're, 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 they look like they mesh well and uh, everybody knows their place on the team. Nobody's bigger than the team. And, and I think that's why they won. Well, Jeff, yeah, thoughts yeah. on that interview, Jeff? I just, I, I think that, at the USBC Open Championships, communication is the key. Uh, everybody doesn't have to bowl the same way, um, but you have to communicate constantly so you don't miss moves. And and Chris mentioned that in the fourth or fifth frame, he made a 16-board move, and uh, it was I'm sure that he talked to everyone to make sure that he got his his angles right, and he was able to to hop on it pretty quickly. Um, but communication is, is absolutely the key. You need to work as a team. And I, I feel like it, some people come in and, and they win Eagles quickly. Uh, but most of the time, if you look at who they're bowling with, they've got some experience on the team. And I, I think it's just there is there's no replacement for experience bowling in the Open Championships. You just you need to have that uh, experience to rely on in order to to get through that there's always going to be a point where you might not get there you need to get over that hump and um, that's where where guys like Kyle and, and Chris that have been bowling for so many years uh, at those events and in, in big events uh, they they bring that experience to these younger guys like Dylan and Brian so there has been a lot of like online chatter about um, you know and we talked about this last week because I put up some posts on some message boards about and uh, about national pros, guys like Kyle, who have won big tournaments, majors, national titles, about being allowed to bowl the U.S. Open Championships. And uh, that's the one question that I kind of slipped through the cracks that I wanted to ask them their thoughts on it. Uh, obviously, the, you know, I know what their thoughts will be. Um, I said on uh, online last week, uh, a live where I, I, I did not feel like guys like Kyle should be allowed to bowl the Open Championships. And I just felt like it was a little bit of an unfair advantage uh, especially if they're bowling brackets, right? And you're bowling that squad. Um, and I bowl, you know, an hour a week and they're bowling 40 hours a week full time. Um, so Dave, uh, Jeff, uh, let's start with Jeff. Your thoughts on national tour pros allowed to bowl. Now keep in mind, Jeff's a little bit biased because he does have Bill O'Neill on his team. So he's obviously not going to say they shouldn't be allowed. But I'm going to throw it to Jeff anyway because, you know, hey, look, like, Everybody gets a fair shake here at Sweep the Rack. 
Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate it. And it, it's a tough question. I mean, these guys are doing it for a living and they're, they're better than we are. I mean, I, I feel like I can still compete at a pretty high level. And when I go out and get the ball with Bill each year, it's like, it, it's unbelievable. It's like he's on okay. a different level than we are. Um, but if I go out and I bowl my ass off and shoot a huge number and I win an Eagle against the top pros, it, it makes it that much more sweet for me. Um, so, I mean, it, I don't know if it's an advantage in the team event, to be honest, having the national national title winner on the team, because you only get one of those guys. You can have two guys that are young guys that haven't won on tour yet, but they're bowling week in and week out, and they're at that high skill level. Now, are, are they at Bill's level or Kyle's level? No, but they're better than I am. Um, or you can have a couple of guys on Team USA. I mean, it's I don't know which is better. So if you if you get into, you know, do we eliminate the titleists, then are you going to eliminate other people? And I, I've had this conversation with, with Bill before, and you might have too. You probably have asked him about this when, when he's been on the on the podcast. But I mean, there's always going to be, if you eliminate one group, there's always going to be that next group down that has an advantage. And I think Big Mike talked about that last week. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. Would, it would benefit me if, if those guys uh, get eliminated. But I, mm. I would rather – that's the one tournament a year that I do compete against them and – uh, I'll take my chances in a, a nine-game sprint. I wouldn't want to bowl against them week in and week out, bowling 40 games. They're going to kick my ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dave, 30 seconds. Thoughts on that? I just, I, I mean, I don't mind bowling against them there. I just think that maybe they need to limit their bracket action. Uh, hmm. I, I see these guys, and they're in for 2500 maybe $3,000. And uh, I go to the bracket table, and I bowl well, and I make money but these guys are making thousand dollars and eventually people are going to stop going in brackets. And uh, I know that's a big way that the USBC makes money. Uh, it's uh, I'm not saying that destroy them and not let them go in, but I mean, there's no way they should be able to cover, you know, the, they shouldn't be able to go in all the brackets and you know, all the whole squad. I mean, it's just going to wipe. That's how P tournaments get ruined. And I remember when the high roller did that and they limited brackets uh, for people. Uh, I, I don't mind bowling. That's my favorite tournament of the year. I like to go out there regardless. Uh, I just like to have fun and uh, compete at the highest level. And uh, that's my opportunity. Now, keep in mind, too, uh, the USBC, uh, you know, we, we showed their finances last week. And I didn't see anything about brackets. So just keep that in mind. I don't know where the brackets went. But, you know, they, they put the broom and they they – you know, no pun intended, but they swept it under the, you know, the, uh, the bracket, um, the brackets are, the brackets are on their financial report that uh, they post every year. Oh, is it? It just, see, it's that's just why not, they, they just don't put it on the USBC report. Oh, see, that's it's, why Jeff should be on the show more because I don't want another Jeff, you know, coming at me about, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying you to know, protect you. I'm trying to protect you. Please, because I, I'm trying to get my facts straight these days. Oh, well, Eric Hatchett, by the way, take two months off and retire, bro. That's my answer to that. <laughs> I've been bowling shit for two months straight. Slump or actual issue. Dude, so, retire, bro. Seriously. So, Rob, I've got a proposal for you because I, I know right. you want to take Chad's job. Uh, when you do, I'm sure you think he's paid too much right now. So you'll probably cut that salary down from like 350 <laughs> to 90 yeah. or so. You don't want to make no, six dude. figures. 
No. So, so when you do get that position, Kyle and Chris both said they need doubles partners. I think you should eliminate the executive members not being able to cash in the tournament. So you'll be able to cash and you can allow yourself to be the only person that's multiple entries. Dude, Ooh, I, if I become right. executive director, I am going to bend every rule into my favor. <laughs> so FYI, you know, but let me tell you something though. I'll be fair to all the bowlers, man. I will definitely hundred percent uh, be a bowlers uh, executive director. I will listen to the people. I will fight for the people. Man, dude, don't get me wrong. I'll throw in some rules that'll definitely favor me in some tournaments. <laughs> um, that being said, so let's move on from the USBC into the PBA. Um, the PBA had a uh, flow bowling only tournament this past weekend, the Lubbock Open. I shouldn't say open because it's a PBA tournament. So it was more like the Lubbock PBA tournament. And Sean Maldonado, uh, he beat Jake Peters. Uh, and I don't know the exact scores because I tried to go on the PBA website and that's shit. And they all, all they gave me was the first round of qualifying. So uh, thoughts um, on Maldonado winning, beating Jake Peters. I did get a chance to watch a little bit. I did watch the final match. Uh, the final match was a circus. Okay. Yes. So let me put some context before I get you guys thoughts on the final match here. First off, the lane breaks down, okay, right right before they're about to start the practice or before they're about to start the actual tournament. So we sat for about 15 minutes and waited for the lanes to get turned on. And then um, I thought that was actually an advantage for Maldonado um, because Peters was really, really hot going into that match. Yeah. I think he bowled like 260 his first game and then 230. He was cruising, right? Um, yeah. Maldonado – 230, 260. 230, he was just off 260, yeah. Right, right. So right. he's coming really hot, and then all of a sudden a 15-minute break kills you. Maldonado doesn't matter about the break because he he hasn't been bowling anyway. So what's in that, another 15 minutes? He's already waited like two or three hours, right? Yeah. Um, so that definitely disadvantage to to Peters. They definitely uh, – what did they, what they call him when they, when they, they iced the kicker? They definitely iced him. Um, so context to the match, Peters does start off hot, though. He goes like – Front four. Front four or front – and then the whole momentum of the match changes when Peters just – now, keep in mind, people, if you didn't see this match, he was playing 20, okay, 25. Yeah. He gutters, okay, which I think he felt the ball fell off his hand because he was really playing with his thumb a lot, right? Like He changed a piece of tape after that. He did. He did. Yeah. But – that's it. He has no I mean, choice. He's got no choice to taste a piece of tape right now. If, <laughs> listen, listen, if you took a front four and you got her looking at 20, I mean, I watched it. It was three seconds after he looks down at his thumb. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, all right, like you have to do something because you just got her playing 20. You know, you have to right. do it. Well, so here's the thing about it, too, is the match, um, the first four frames, Maldonado looked like his ball reaction was terrible. He went pocket 7-10. Then he left the flat 10 again, and then he almost 7-10 again on the same lane. Then he switches balls, okay? And I don't think anybody knows he switched balls because I don't think the commentators talked about it. I was paying attention. I know he switched. I'm not sure if it was the same ball with a different layout, but he was. definitely switched balls. And all of a sudden, his ball is going 10 through the face or 10 through the you know the pocket, and you're just going, yeah. oh, shit, Peters is in trouble. Yep. Um, and then Peters gets up and he two A-10s in like the A-frame, and that was probably the end of the match um, right there. So, okay, I two questions for you guys, um, and I'm going to start with Jeff. Um, 
First question is, uh, what do you think of these flow bowling events that the PBA run? Um, do you do you feel like it helps the PBA or uh, is it just kind of just, you know, filling is just a filler uh, for them? And the second question is, did you get a chance to see how no, it didn't look like anybody was actually watching? Like the crowd looked empty from where flow bowling was doing their cameras. So I guess that question would be is, uh, I know Sean Ryan went back and forth with my other brother on Twitter about this because Sean Ryan was actually there and he said there was a lot of people watching. Um, so I guess my question on that would be, uh, is, you know, if there aren't a lot of people going and watching these live, is that like kind of a bad sign for, for the PBA in general? So I'll answer that question first. Um, and I don't, I assume that there was no, COVID restrictions since they were in Texas, Texas. I think there's no COVID restrictions anywhere any, right anything, now, anything anything uh, anything goes in Texas even yeah. when there were COVID restrictions uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I'm hoping that it was the perspective of the cameras that they they weren't showing the people uh, and and Sean's right that they were there were a, a good amount of people in there I, I think it's just I don't there weren't any bleachers built up so I know on the on the TV telecasts they have bleachers built up. So it, it looks like there's there's more people in there than there really are because you're you're just in a you know a four-lane box with and people are blocked uh, blocked in on the bleachers. Um, I, I mean, I think if you you probably panned out, there there might have been a hundred people in there, but on a TV telecast, there's probably only a hundred or 150 people there anyway. Right. They just do a better um, job showing just, it, right? They do a like, better job, it's a better presentation, sure. right? Uh, as far as the the flow bowling is concerned, I mean, I'm I feel like it's kind of a placeholder to keep things going. I'm glad that the guys have something to bowl in because they they're the best athletes in the world at this sport that we play, uh, and and they deserve better than what they're getting. Um, I, I know it's the money has improved with Bolero. And Kyle's made almost a half a million dollars this year. Uh, but that's that's just at the top. Uh, the guys that are you know 30, 40, 50 in the world, they're they're just they're trying to make money to to get to the next tournament uh, and, unless they have a backer. So it's just it's really tough. And I mean, I was a I, I bowled for two years back when the money was better in the early 2000s, and I was. I was a, I know you called Ernie Schlegel a donator last week. <laughs> I was more of a donator than he was. Um, wow, the but, lost uh, episode. That was, the that lost was a, episode. Ernie Schlegel, man. That was, a, that was expensive two years of practice. Um, but, I mean, it's it just, if, if the guys that were 30, 40, 50th in the money were making, you know, 40, $50,000 doing it, that's not, that's not phenomenal money. But it's enough to to live comfortably if you're you're single and you're you're young and you're doing it by yourself. Um, but it's just the the guys that are 30, 40, 50 that aren't the top 10, they're not making any money. So they just they need to figure out the, the corporate sponsorship sponsorship nut and crack that code. Got it. Dave, what were your thoughts on the tournament? I know you watched a little bit. Um, you I know, quick. It's, a, it's, it's. I mean, it's pretty much a regional to me. I mean, it's a it's a super regional. Fortieth uh, place got nine hundred and something dollars. Twelfth uh, place got like thirteen hundred dollars. I mean, it, it's like a super regional. And can you uh, cover your expenses? 
I mean, no, you finish. So it, it's just, it's just pe- people for the. Re- I mean, Bill didn't even bowl. I mean, I, I he's not bowling any of them. Well, he's bowling the yeah. Lucy because he's he's got the. The, the, the great partner. He's yeah, got the he's, he's got, got, got the, the aces. Joker. He's got the a Joker. Well, he's got the wild card. Not, the wild not a, I don't. I'm not saying she's a Joker, but I'm saying she's the wild card. Yeah, she's the wild uh, card. Punch him in for the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he's only bowling the one that's close to his house. So he's bowling two out of the five. Yeah, I mean that's all I'll say on the PBA. To be honest with you, uh, it's a super regional, and take it for what it's worth. I mean, and uh, I feel bad. Honestly, I wanted Jake Peters to win so bad. I don't. I don't know yeah. him that well. But I wanted him to win this so bad. I know, he, you know, he's going through some stuff, and and he's he's bowling well, and it, it it that would at least not you know it would have brightened his day up a little bit. You know what I mean to win. And uh, honestly, just, like, dude, I gotta tell I, you, I wanted I, him to win so bad. I really did. Yeah, I know. I did, I did too. I was pulling for but, him, but I was I also was, pulling for Sean because I was pulling so for Dino pins. though. I wanted Dino <laughs> to win, man. <laughs> I wanted Dino to win because, like, Dino, you know, has been at it for so long. Um, and he's – Dino is, like, one of the uh, – you know, to me, he's very underrated um, in the fact where, like, he, he he's very – he's a great bowler, but he doesn't make a lot of TV shows. I don't think he's really ever made a TV show. So uh, I know my brother bowled against him in the hoinky. In a, in a, in a, in a, was it the high roller or the hoinky? When uh, – I, when I was 17, I bowled against him in the Super Hoinky in the in the fourth round. And before the match, uh, I, we actually bet, we had money on the side, uh, Texas versus New York. There was a lot of money being bet in the back. And uh, I did miss a six-pin during a match. And uh, I lost, <laughs> oh, boy. I lost two. Oh, he crossed over, I think. And he started giving me this when he crossed over. And I'm 17 years old. And I was from Brooklyn. I didn't give a F. You know what I mean? So it was about to go down <laughs> on the middle of the lane. Dude, it was and, nuts. Uh, he, it was a wild scene. He beat me I, two I or can't three, imagine. two or one, and uh, he, he beat me two or three, two or one, and uh, I became friends with him. And uh, I love the Super Hoinky. Hey Jeff, do you, on a side note, do you think that tournament will ever come back? The Super? No, I don't and think. Any, I don't think any of them will. There's not. There's not. People used to come and bring their entire family and and use it as a vacation. That and the high rollers, Perky's Pizza. Per, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there, there's just there's not that extra income uh that everybody doesn't have that extra income that they used to have and kids are into so many more things parents are running all around taking their kids to sports they just they spend their money on that they travel for the 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 kids stuff and it just it wasn't like that it's so different um and i think that the the third thing is the difference between a middle of the road bowler and elite bowler is miles apart where it, you used to – anybody can meet anybody in a one-game match, right? That's not happening not anymore. anymore. <laughs> no. Not anymore. No. Okay, so to transition over, speaking of something that hasn't is not going to be going down for a while, it's, it's Olympic season, guys. Uh, I don't know if anybody really watched the Olympics. I really don't. I personally have been on record saying I don't care about the Olympics. I couldn't give two shits about the Olympics. To me – the Olympics has been a big money grab scam for for so long, um, but you know people still take it seriously. People still watch the ceremonies. You know, there's a lot of headlines on, on the news, right? Um, so my question here is, bowling, right? 
hasn't made i don't know where my brother went but maybe i take his shit <laughs> maybe um, he's, i know he just got up in the middle bathroom he was i know <laughs> he's he just wanted us to get a good view of his like his his apartment um so bowling right <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of big talk people saying bull bowling's down the olympics bowling you know isn't um oh his, his laptop's gonna go dad uh so my brother um dave here has uh there was a bunch of sports that are in the olympics now that weren't uh break dancing was one of them that made the olympics uh skateboarding uh cheerleading which is you know a surfing like surfing okay so let's talk today first because i know you got your opinion uh, opinionated on this topic one in your opinion why isn't bowling in the olympics what does think, bowling have to do to get into the Olympics? I think bowling needs to take their higher ups like a Jason Belmonte, a Brian O'Keefe, uh, Kyle Troop, and uh, Chris Barnes, and they need to uh, come up with a presentation why bowling is serious. Because to be honest with you, the only thing I see on the news is is the big red machine making a seven ten. Or I, I see this guy doing break dancing and throwing a ball or going through the ceiling. I think that people need to take bowling serious. And also, is there any way that they could stack a gym floor? No. Is there any way that you could cheat during track and field? No. There's a way, if you put a lane pattern out, that it makes it unfair. Well, I mean, PhDs. Ask the Russians. I hear they're pretty good at the PhDs these days. Um, Jeff, I know we've. I, I think we've bowled Team USA tryouts before. I, I know you've done it was, for, for a sure while. That, that was. I'm sure that was real fun. <laughs> um, but bowling, like, what do you think about you know those questions that I had about the bowling in the Olympics? Because it's a pretty big topic, you know, along people who who bowl in the industry. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think bowling in the past, it, it wasn't even considered in the Olympics because the USA had so many of the best bowlers and it wasn't as international of a field as in the past. And I know when the Olympics are looking at, at sporting events, they don't want to put an event in where they know one country is going to dominate. That's not in their best interest. They want it to at least uh, be somewhat competitive. Right. So I think that was in the past, uh, that was an issue that we had to overcome. It, it's not an issue anymore. If you, you look at the PBA telecasts, it, it's rare that there's not an international presence on the telecast. Now, uh, if you look at the, the sports that were added this year, the break dancing and surfing and, and <laughs> sport climbing and skateboarding, I, I know we laugh, um, but I'm sure that there's there's people all over that are passionate about it, just like we are about bowling. Um, but if you look at those sports, they're geared towards the younger ages. Uh, and bowling is continuing to not draw enough of that that younger crowd in in the viewership. Now, I think we're on the right track with two handed bowling, e even though there's that's still a, a, a big it's a contentious topic um, for people that uh, are of the, the older guard. Um, but I think that, I think that two-handed bowling is really going to bring in that younger crowd. And 
it is going to uh, put bowling on the map. And I think we are going to get into the Olympics. It may not be for another 20 years, but I think that bowling will get there because of the two-handed revolution, and it's going to bring the younger generation in. I like hmm. a good answer. Dave, Twenty, yes or no? Quick question. 25 years is bowling in the Olympics. No. Ooh. I'm going to say no also. And I, here's my reason behind it is um, there is definitely a luck factor. There is a person that can manipulate the results. The button. Yep. 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 So that's a big effect, right? There is an, there is a, a kind of an unfair advantage in, in, in lefties and righties. Could be righty favored. It could be lefty favored, right? So there's never really that much of a fair playing field when you bowl one game. Um, so if it's favored towards lefties and you team, you know, Jamaica has five lefties on their team, there's a chance that the Jamaican team could beat the U.S. team, right, if they have five righties. I'm just saying, right, that's just being funny. I was just thinking about the Jamaican bobsled team. Bobsled. I don't know why. <laughs> cool team. runnings, you know. Cool runnings. But, um, cool runnings. Cool runnings, you know. Cool runnings. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's just an interesting topic because – Man, bowling's been at it for so long trying to get in. And every four years, the Olympics, I hear the same people going, bowling's not in the Olympics. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not in the Olympics because there's a reason it's not in the Olympics. Plus, I don't think the bowling people that support bowling have the pockets that are big enough to pay off the people they need to pay off to get into the Olympics. Because you know there's a lot of that going around, a lot of scamming, and there's a lot of money getting thrown around in that those Olympic-like committees you know, and I'm speculating that. So if you can get some elite talent to come out of the, the Middle East, there's a there's a lot of big pockets over there that they could they could fund some things. And I know they've they put on tournaments every year uh, in the European Bowling Association. So um, I, I think that if, if they do get some top talent there, that that could change things, get some oil yeah, money man. in there. Hundred percent. We need the oil money, but I, I do, <laughs> dude. I need some of that oil money. Um, I do uh, feel like though you're you're right in that answer where bowling is at least on the right path uh, when it comes to like uh, appealing to the younger audience because these junior gold man they're filled with kids these days, right? Now the, the the issue has always been not getting kids to the junior gold, but it's once they get to that twenty one to twenty two year old age, Stop. if they keep bowling, right? To me, that's always been the issue um, because the bowling from college, from junior gold to college is easy because, you, you know, you can go to college and you can bowl for a collegiate. But once you finish college, then what? You, you, you yeah. either get your pro card and you struggle, like you said, or you end up getting married, having an eight and a 10 year old and you get a real job. Right. And then you spend all your time with them. So anyway, that being said. We're almost out of time here, but we do have to uh, finish our episode with one of my favorite skits. Uh, so let's do it. Hold. So uh, I definitely want to start here with my brother, Dave, because my brother, Dave, loves the USBC message board since I've introduced it to him a while back and so your worst of the week i'm assuming it's something usbc message board related so all you let's hear it listen the usbc message board i kind of intrigued because that's my boy d ramirez Daddy, what up, Daddy? Daddy? What up, <laughs> <laughs> all 
<laughs> worst of the week, the USBC message board this week goes to me, Dave Brooke. You know why? <laughs> because I want to know how you become an admin on this page. So I posted, I, oh, <laughs> how do I become an admin for USBC Bowlers Discussion Forum? I would like to help. Thank you. The first response from admin, admin is Tim Brannon. No. Tim Buck. <laughs> no. I'm gonna, all right. So now Tim Buck, I'm going to get closer to the TV on this one. Tim Buck. Oh, shit. He's the GOAT, though. Keep that in mind. And Tim Brannon, if you're watching, I'm coming for you. Oh, Your shit. credentials for the USBC message board is bullshit. <laughs> You're like these football coaches that pad their resume. There's no reason that you should be on this admin page. Are they on chair quarterbacks? Admin. You don't even know bowling. My 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 friend, my broski, Tim Buck, and Tim Braden, Dave Brook is coming for your ass. Dude, that's like calling out Michael Jordan if you're a basketball player. That's like calling out Jason Belmonte if you're a bowler. He just called out Tim Buck the GOAT. The goat, he called him out. I, I can't Tim wait Buck, to see the drama that unfolds there. That, that sounds Jeff, like it's a full time job, Brooke. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that when school's yeah. in session. Dude, Ian uh, Lang, dude, you. he's 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 voting for you, man. He's got you, dude. Dave Brooke for moderator. I love it. Can you just Jeff be a Fair. summer moderator, dude? Ian, we should get Ian Lang to come on those message boards and like be like like bounce that shit. He like he would he would throw people around that message board. Chef Fair. Worst of the week. What do you got? All right. So I, I don't have a, a Tim Buck story or oh, any, anything from, from Facebook land. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take you guys back to the pro shop days. This was Ooh, my, all, the pro this, shop. Was, this was my all time favorite pro shop. <laughs> story. Yes. Fair yes. Calhoun still there, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> so this guy comes in and he, he tells my dad, like I, I keep, keep hanging up in my thumb i i need you to put a weight hole in it for me it's like right down here by the thumb and like a suction one of those like air holes no 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 not a mill hole (laughs) no 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 he he needed a weight hole oh (laughs) he said he said i need a weight hole in it okay and and my dad's like uh, all right well let me take a look at it and if you know my dad he's super meticulous and he's he's looking at he's like so you're hanging up in your thumb and and he said yeah and and my dad's looking at it and he's like well your your fit looks pretty good um why don't you throw one to me and he sure as shit he hangs up in the ball and he's like i'm telling you you need to put a weight hole in it down here by the thumb and and my dad's like well i don't know what a weight hole by the thumb is going to do and the, the guy says well i was talking to my buddy and he told me that i had too much thumb weight in my bowling ball and that's why i need to put a weight, <laughs> weight hole in the He needed to get the thumb weight out <laughs> so he could clear it. Did it work? Oh my god! Yeah, did it? Yeah, did he put a weight hole in it? No, my dad changed the tape. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that, that's a, that's a good one. When I worked the pro when I worked the pro shop, uh, we used to sell can openers in the pro shop. They were bottle openers for beers. And uh, they would be on the wall. And this one guy walks in one time and he goes, what do those do? And I'm like, open beers? Like, <laughs> he, he thought they were, like, used for some bowling purpose. And I was just, like, dead laughing. Like, 
you know, they, um, anyway, so my worst of the week, the gift that keeps on giving Dallas Burke, if you're listening, congrats. You have one worst of the week. It's a, it's an honor. You should be thrilled. You should go home, celebrate, pop some bottles. Um, he writes on the USBC bowlers discussion forum for those that bowl in street shoes, what shoes do you prefer to use? I've been considering changing for a while and bowling what I'm wearing sometimes in practice, but my shoes seem a bit too bouncy. Was so, was you in shocks? <laughs> well, I, I, I responded, well, I personally like retro Jordans or Yeezys personally. Um, but hey, look, like people, if you are listening, and I will get this straight, you are allowed to bowl in street shoes. It is a USBC, you are allowed to bowl, but you have to have them in your bag. You can't wear them on the street. So I know uh, one of my friends who bowls in Southern California, Bobby Campanelli, bowls in street shoes, or he used to. And I remember I used to watch him change from like Adidas to like Nikes. And I used to always laugh. I'm like, man, that's hilarious. So congrats on that. Uh, that is uh, worst of the week. All right, so this is uh, as long as I've gone on the show without having Big Mike interrupt me. So it's been pretty nice. Um, I'll tell you that. But shout outs to Big Mike, who's on going to Disney with his family. Should be back next week. Uh, so I appreciate Dave, Jeff, um, for for coming on. Final thoughts, which has always been thrown to me, and I never have one. Dave, uh, we'll start with you. Have any final thoughts? Anything bowling related? Non bowling related? What's what's going on through that mind of yours? Man. Really bowling, really, I mean, what's to do? I'm in sunny Florida. It's 95 degrees outside. There's girls down there in the hot tub. I mean. Who wants to bowl? Uh, it is Who what it is, bowl? you know? Like, have a great week, everybody. I mean, it's a great there you week. Go. You know, just have a great week and enjoy life. There you go. Jeff, any final thoughts? By the way, great seeing you. Next time I won't move when you come for dinner. I know we were supposed to do dinner. Um, your wife was more disappointed, I think, than you were because she texted me. She was. Um, she was. But uh, so, final thoughts, man. Bowling related, not bowling related. Uh, no, I just I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I one question I do have for Big Mike when he gets back: Did okay. he have to wear a mask at, at Disney uh, while he was there? Because I guarantee you, it's hot as shit. No, Florida shut right down. No, Florida, you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> you, you, we went in in March. And you didn't have to wear a mask anywhere except in Disney. Disney no, required you know them. You're so right. it's a Disney. That. It's a Disney rule. So hmm. it, it might have changed since then. But I, I, I want to know how damn hot he was if he had to wear a mask. He's a big Mike. Is going to sag. He's definitely not. He's going to sag. He's definitely yeah. not wearing a full mask. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we got to get Boof on, Dave. Boof, I got to get, get Boof on. All right. Yeah, Boof. We, we got to get Boof. We got to get you on Boof. Boof is the man. Um. So my five. Like the Mafia Canada Boof. <laughs> my final thoughts were you know look i appreciate you guys coming on and helping me fill uh fill in for big mike uh and uh yeah um jeff you you have an open invite man anytime you want to come i'd love to get you and your father on to talk some bowling stories uh because i know i know steve has got some 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 gems probably there from all the years in the on tour in the pro shop and uh you know i appreciate uh, you know what you guys do uh, and yeah, um, say hello to the wife and, you know, Hey, keep in touch. 
Uh, so that's really all I got for everybody. Uh, follow us on Sweep the Rack uh, on all platforms, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Sweep the Rack at Gmail. Uh, we're, you know, follow Brooklyn Rob 11 on Twitter. Dave, what's your Twitter handle? Do you got one you want to give a shout? No, you don't really nah, want people I mean, to follow you. Kind of <laughs> Jeff Fair, you don't have a Twitter? No. Fair, you need to get on Twitter, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, but I mean, I'd, I'd never post. I want people following you. <laughs> no, the hashtag, hashtag Storm Nation on Twitter. Yeah, Facebook. What, what do you what think? I, I mean, it's a cesspool, but you have to be on it because it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I want to thank my sponsor real quick. Oh, you got a sponsor? Uh, yeah. Uh, all staff. Uh, yes. I'm sponsored by every ball and ball company. <laughs> I love there. it. Hashtag uh, all staff. Hashtag all staff. Hashtag hard strike. Hashtag CTC cast the check. There you go. We're going we're gonna to end it on that, man. Appreciate everybody. Have a great week. And we'll check you guys out next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks, man. Peace. See you later. See you guys. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.